You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and I have a guest here with me today that I am super excited to chat about, and I think it is something that you will probably know, but it is an author that has a new book coming out, so I'm very excited to chat about everything that she has to offer, but first I am going to go ahead and let her introduce herself, and she will let you know where you can find her online. Hello, everyone. I am Mia Magic. M-I-A-M-A-G-I-K. I just wrote a new book called Intuition, and you can find me on YouTube and Instagram and online at my website. Again, Mia Magic, M-I-A-M-A-G-I-K for all things magical, how to live your most magical life, how to you know conquer your own inner Voldemort and inner witch hunter, overcome your shadows and truly make all of your dreams come true. That is such a great introduction. And I do want to dive into mm-hmm. sort of like your history and how you got here. But first, I want to say that's such a great book name. How did you decide on that? Because I love it. Thank you. Yes, I actually was um, working with an agent at the beginning of the process. And the book was called Welcome to Your Most Magical Life or Making Your Most Magical Life. And that's my tagline on YouTube. That's just like what I'm all with. That's what the name of my retreats. It's all the things. And um, my friend who actually had introduced me to my agent, one day he came over and we were talking about the book and he was like, girl, I love you, but this is boring. And I was like, what? It's not boring (laughs) to live a magical life. Like it's amazing and nobody's doing it or our world would look a lot different. He was like, no, it's boring. I'm I'm over it. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, my YouTube merch is like into witching t-shirts. And he was like, instantly, he's like that. Yes. Like that's it. That's the one call Colleen, which is the agent that we share. He's like, that's the book right there. And, um, this is my friend saw Simone. I'm sure some of you know him. And, uh, so that was it. And, and then the whole course of the book changed. Then it was so much more about and what the book, the essence of it is really learning to read the language of the universe and, and speak it and communicate with it in return. And so it's about the signs and the symbols and the significance of the animals and the numbers and the colors and all of the different circumstances and situations in our lives. And so it was it was really for me, I've just found, you know, I can have an intuitive hit. There's like a little thing where my intuition will say, hey, do this thing. But if I don't follow it, if I don't take action, if I don't do something about it, then I'm not actually listening. And the difference for me between intuition and intuition is the taking action because which means wise. So it's about our wisdom. And and that's the difference between knowledge and wisdom is is doing something about it, is taking the action, is integrating and embodying that which we've learned to to take it from conceptual into, you know, visceral and integrated knowledge um, that becomes wisdom. So that's really, that's really the piece for me is that intuition was about taking action and, and really utilizing this language that the universe speaks to us as as a guidance system. And so that's, that's how the the title was born. It was definitely just something that came through one day in a YouTube video where I would just was like, your intuition is coming on strong. And then I was like, wait a second, that's cute. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the, I love that. That's the story of how the book got its title. 
that is such a great story and a great message as well, because I think that's an easy trap to fall into for a lot of people to get stuck in that cerebral learning spot and not really then put that into action. So I love that you are really calling for like, okay, like let's take this learning to the next step and the next level. Yeah. What else are we doing here? Really? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I get stuck in that trap as well. Like there's so many different things to learn and so much information that is coming at you that sometimes I'm like, uh, uh, where do I go? Like, what do I even do next? How do I even like trust that I'm like on the right path and things? So I really mm. love that you are putting out this book, which comes out in January. Very excited for you. Congratulations. By the way. So much, yeah. I love that you are offering this resource. Why did you decide to put it in book form? Ooh, that's another very interesting question. Well, okay, I guess since all of us um, Witch Wednesday folk are here, I'll just share with you my big dream in life is to have the kind of content or show or experience. Um, some of you, if you follow me on YouTube, I did make a show like this, but I want to create an Anthony Bourdain style travel docu-series about magic and spirituality. So utilizing culture or exploring culture through the lens of how we relate to God, how we connect to nature, how we engage in ceremony and ritual and, and what that looks like throughout our history. Because ultimately the church is actually what's new age. Like witchcraft is the oldest religion and practice and worship and way of life really on earth. And so for me, it was really, yeah, it was just really all about reclaiming these, these ancient, ancient ways and, and bringing that forward into the modern day. That sounds like a beautiful goal. I cannot wait for you to manifest that because I know that you will and I will be following along every step of the way. I think that'd be so much fun to watch. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so what happened was that um, I really wanted to, yeah, I wanted to bring these ideas into our consciousness and a friend of mine, actually my same friend saw that was talking to me about the book. He was the one who was like, girl, if you want this show, like you got to write a book. You got to be like, you know, a little more uh, out there with your stuff. You can't just have social media. And I was like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. Like I'm, I'm open to that. I don't know. So of course this was before the conversation in the last question. And, um, and that's when he connected me with his agent and he was like, just talk to her, see what she thinks about your idea and let's go for it. And then when it became intuition, it was like, oh, wow. Okay. This is actually, you know, we did a lot of research and there has never been a book written about this before. There's a book called Signs that's about um, receiving signs from loved ones who have passed, who like can communicate to you through from the other side using like butterflies or whatever it is. But there's never been just an overall overarching, all encompassing exploration of how the universe is communicating to us, not just through actual symbols, but the symbolic significance of everything that's happening in our lives. And so it really, it really was like, okay, I want to, I want to share this knowledge. I want to get this information out into the modern day. And I want to make sure that people really receive and experience it. And in order to, you know, create credibility in the modern day, the way that uh, our society works, books are a really great way to do that. So the book was the first step into uh, what I really dream of, of creating and sharing with the world. 
That's exciting. I cannot wait to see what comes next then. And I'm excited. I know that your book is going to be successful just because I agree with you as somebody who has read just like about everything. I have read over 300 books this year. So I have read like everything that's out that I have. I have. It's all I do. All I do is read. And um, so many of that is like, so much of that is witchcraft books. Yeah. Um, so I do know when you're saying that there's no other book out there like this, I agree with that statement <laughs> because I have read so many of them this year. So I'm really excited to be able to dive into something that's really new and I just I think that's going to be such a great resource for people bless thank you that's exactly what it's (laughs) meant to be as a resource it's just like anything that's going on in your life there's going to be information that's going to help you understand what it means why it's happening and and how you can walk forward through it and build resilience and also understand the lesson that it's there to teach you And speaking of these things sort of presenting themselves to you, is that something that has always happened in your life since you were little? Have you always sort of identified as a witch or was that something that came later in life? I definitely always hoped to be magical, Um, but I definitely didn't identify with the word witch as a a little girl. Um, I read these books, I had this series of books written by Tamara Pierce. I'm sure you've read something of hers because like she's the OG fantasy witch. (laughs) And um, so there was this series of four books about this girl who had the gift and that was her magic and it was healing magic. And she had a black cat that she talked to and she was very much protected by this great mother goddess. So I'm like, I look back, I look at my life now and I'm like, wow, I really just of course, chose like the most perfect books. I've read them at least 50 <laughs> times, the, all four of them. Like I still sometimes when I'm <laughs> at home, like for Christmas and things, I'll just reread them again. My mom's like, literally, like, how can you read the same yes. books that you started reading when you were eight? I'm like, I don't know. Cause they just give me so much joy so magic. and pleasure, you know? Um, and then the other four books, same author, Tamara Pierce, they were about this girl who was half goddess and she could talk to animals and she had a dragon familiar. So when I look at these eight books, I'm like, wow, I literally was just reading about my own future, you know, (laughs) and it was, but it was always called the gift. They weren't called witches. It it wasn't even called magic. It was just called the gift. And so when I I look at, I'm like getting full body chills, just talking about this. So funny. (laughs) When I look at how my life has unfolded, I finally, after many years of sleeping and depression and anxiety. I almost became an amputee when I was 16. I almost lost my arm. And um, so I was feeling completely punished by the universe, totally outcast, you know, double witch wound in every way, right? Like disfigurement was part of the witch wound. Anyone who was different was, you know, deemed a witch and, and they were in danger. Plus like actually believing in magic and being interested in the things that I'm interested in. Um, there was just all of these yeah, witch wound, inner witch hunter, violent, negative thoughts stirring around in my mind for so, so many years. And then finally, I realized that I had a gift, that I had a healing gift. And I I started working it and using it on myself first and foremost. And then I started wielding it to support others. And it was healing of the mind and healing of the body and healing of the emotions and healing of the spirit. And I witnessed miracles unfold and, and literally unexplainable magical things happen in my life. And 
So I spent many years, no, like not being a witch, not being magical, feeling desperately lonely and isolated and totally outcast from society. But at my rock bottom, at the lowest moment in my life, that's when I just, I would, you know, even still, I remember like, I was, I think I was like 21 or two, just graduated from college. And I was home in Humboldt County, where I grew up in Northern California in the Redwoods. I was at my mom's place and I was reading these books again because I was just like, I'm so miserable. I hate my life. Like, at least I love this life. At least I love the life that's here in these books. And I realized that's what I want. I want to live a magical life the way that I always saw in my books. And obviously the way I'm doing things ain't working. So what if, what if I could just believe in magic? What if I could trust that I have a gift and, and that I have something that I can offer to the world in some way. And I didn't know what that would look like, but I just started hoping. And I just started pretending, honestly, like full fake it till you make it kind of vibes. And, and ultimately it worked. And I started witnessing magic, but I did my first foray was as a cook, as a chef, I started with food and when you look back at like the OG, you talk to someone like Matias De Stefano, who remembers all these past lives. And he's like, oh, the Earth Guild was the ones who were growing the food, cooking the food, making the medicine out of the food. Um, those were the witches. That was like the women's place was in the kitchen originally because like that's where medicine was made. That was how you healed people was we only had plants and our foods. And, and so for me, I really feel like that the progression of my life into magic was very much like the old histories of our, of our witches and, and our, our healers and our medicine people. So I started with food and then food led to yoga and more like physical body nutrition as well. And then meditation and then meditation led me into spiritual coaching. And I was a one-on-one -on -one coach for uh, almost a decade before I started my, well, I guess not for almost a decade before, but, but for many, many years, I've been a one-on-one -on -one coach for over a decade now. And um, before I started my online business and it really was just a path. And this is a, a big thing that I work with people on is following the dreams of your inner child of letting that little person inside of you before they got told they couldn't, or that they weren't good enough, or they didn't deserve it, or believed they were unworthy before any of that, what were the dreams of your childhood self? And I feel so grateful that I can now look back at that little girl and, and the teenager who was so depressed and so just anxiety ridden and unhappy. And I can show them who I am and who I've become. And it's beyond anything they could have ever imagined. Like, yes, the financial resources and like a successful business are amazing. And I was raised by entrepreneurs. So like, that's a cool part of it, but that I've done it with magic and by using my gift as a healer, they just, every time I go and do inner child work, they're just like, Oh my God, this is so cool. You know, they're like <laughs> freaking out every, every young version of me, <laughs> especially the like teenage <laughs> one who was just like, Oh my God, like I'm on a Prada bag. I'm to be cool enough, you know. So that girl was dead asleep, God bless her, you know. But um, but yeah, it's been it's been a long journey, but it's been so, so worth it. And now it's really an impactful way that I can help support others as well who feel really lost in the storm and and live as a, a beacon and a lighthouse helping to guide them home to their magic. 
I really love that your story just came complete full circle with those books that you read as a kid. It just like, it makes my heart happy to hear stories like that. (laughs) And I'm right there with you. I was reading all of those same books when I was young too. Um, All of those great magic and witchcraft and fantasy realm books. I love all of those. So like, it it makes my own inner child happy to hear your story. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Mm. So if somebody were sort of resonating with what this conversation has been like so far, they're like, maybe I have a little bit of this wound. Maybe I need to do some of this healing work. Mm. How can they like figure that out and how can they get started? Oh, that's such a great question. For me, it's really looking at where the, where are your biggest pain points in life, right? What are the words that you find yourself saying that you wish weren't true? I can't afford that. Or, you know, men are pigs or, um, I'll never find love or I, you know, I don't have a purpose or, you know, it runs the gamut. And again, everybody's trauma, everyone's pain, everyone's wounding is going to look different. So find the negative words and sentences that you find yourself either saying or thinking to yourself, right? Because often it can be something that we actually never say out loud. And it's this insidious thought form that lives in our minds. It's actually totally toxifying our capacity to believe in ourselves. And so I really look at those things. Or you can look at your outside world, right? Like it's all just a mirror and a reflection. So you can look at the inside world and how that's showing up in your outside, or you can look at the outside world and look at like, okay, wow, I you know, I don't have a partner and I really want one, or I, um, I hate my job or I have a horrible relationship with my family or whatever it is. And you can look at the external part of how your witch wound is showing up. I don't feel safe to express myself or, or, or I let people cross my boundaries or I'm a people pleaser. And you can look at these external reflections and then dive back words, you know, like what's the word when you kind of like, um, not, what is the word? Anyways, when you go back and you like, uh, reverse engineer, thank you. It's like, what am I talking about? Okay. When you reverse engineer your own patterns and your own behaviors, and you can look at, okay, wait a second. Well, if I have this, you know, long line, this history of, of dating men who, you know, are un- emotionally unavailable and who don't treat me well, then like, how can I look back within myself and see where am I emotionally unavailable to myself, to my family? Where do I shut down my own emotions? Um, Where do I not commit to things? And then, okay, they don't treat me well. Where do I mistreat myself? Where do I accept that kind of treatment? I worked through this with a client once who um, had been put into the hospital by her boyfriend and he was, he'd gotten so abusive. And I was like, you know, this is a really hard thing for people to hear who, who have been hurt. Um, and, and it's all just like zooming out and really looking at the bigger perspective. But I told her, I was like, yeah, but my love, like you chose this. And she was pissed. She was like, what the fuck? Like, I did not choose this. I would never do this to myself. What are you talking about? Like, how could you even say that? And I was like, well, I'm just curious. Was there ever a moment before this happened that you got a red flag that you ignored? Was there ever a moment where you knew like, wow, I'm actually not safe here. And you stayed and she, her face just dropped and she just started bawling. And that's how it is often in our lives. Of course, we can't protect ourselves as children, but that type of abuse is an opportunity for us on the other side, on on the back end to heal 
every horrible thing that happens to us is an opportunity for us to learn how to heal. And, you know, again, like almost becoming an amputee, it's a very different type of trauma than many people experience, but it was incredibly traumatic for me. I could not use my arm. People would do the retard thing at me. Um, I could not use my arm for years. And again, it's a very, very different type of trauma. We all have different traumas and pain points, but even how I looked at that for me, I'll just, you know, explain the, the lens of intuition. And this is one of the stories that's in the book is about my arm. I damaged my left arm. Arms are how we receive and how we create because they sprout out from our hearts when we're in utero and our hands are like how we make things, right? Our, our arms are how we like lift and support and hold things in our lives. So my left arm was damaged. That's the feminine side. And they took my whole latissimus muscle out of my back on my left, on my right side. So my masculine side, my sword wielding arm and muscle had to come in and like rescue the damsel in distress because this part of me was incapable all of a sudden of receiving love of like receiving any kind of creative help or nourishment or, or lifting up, being lifted up in the world. And so when you can look at the significance, the spiritual significance, and also the symbolic significance of anything and everything that's happening in your life, and again, reverse engineer, like, wow, okay, here's the external experience. What's the internal belief system? What is the significance? What's the information that I'm being provided by this situation? And how can I work with that? And, and of course, there's so many different modalities for healing. There's breath work. And, and for me, my greatest healer is just mother nature. It's just going out and being on the earth and listening to her and laying upon her and baptizing myself in cold creeks and streams and waterfalls in the ocean and, and really feeling the song of the spirit of our planet. And, and you can find whatever healing modality works for you. Some people love tapping. Some people love body work. Some people love, you know, like psychics and NLP. And I, you know, have been a one-on-one -on -one coach for, for 10 years. And I use an amalgamation of 14 different alternative healing modalities that I'm certified in with, with my work in my, in my clients or in my work with my clients. And so I think it's really up to you, but the, but the bottom line is, is looking whether it's a very obvious internal story or belief or a very obvious external expression of story and belief that's occurring and really starting there, creating the awareness, understanding the information behind it, and then acting, like we said at the beginning about intuition and intuition, acting the opposite way. So acting in a different way than you always have, speaking in a different way than you always have. And you can change so much just by changing the way that you communicate to yourself and your actions and how you move through life, the deeds that you do in your life. That is actually an even greater, more physical and, and significant communication in return to the universe because you're showing it like hey that old pattern that old thing that I was doing before I'm not doing that anymore and that literally rewrites our neural pathways and transforms the way excuse me the way that our brains respond to us in return and and changes those old thought patterns thank you for sharing your story I know that's you know not easy but it shaped really your path and who you became but I'd love to ask my follow-up of everybody is going to be different, but for you and your clients, how long does it take to change 
those neural pathways because, you know, it sounds great on a podcast, but it's actually kind of hard work when it's something that's like so ingrained. It's so, it's so hard. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, the reason why I work with clients the way that I do is because I want to create change quickly. So I had a therapist when I was from 16 after my accident until 26, she was amazing and incredible and goddess bless her, love her so much. And my intention is to give people 10 years of therapy in 10 sessions in 10 weeks. So that's why I work with the subconscious mind. That's why I work with the body and and somatic and trauma informed practices, because I have found that just talking about it, I mean, while that's great, working with the subconscious and where the energy is stuck and stored in the body is what really changes it. So I think that if you have support, like I didn't have support on, on my spiritual journey, the way that, um, I just couldn't afford it back, back then. Finally, I I did, I hired my first coach by like taking out a credit card and maxing it out. And that was one of the best ideas I ever uh, had. And that was, you know, seven years ago now. And that changed the entire trajectory of my life. And within two weeks of hiring that, or excuse me, two months of hiring that person, I signed my own first $10,000 client. And that was really amazing. So I really watched how the way that I would invest in myself would then come back to me and reflect back to me. But, you know, you can be like I was, you can take your time and take it slow. And um, I certainly don't recommend that because man, it's been grueling for me and it was really hard and it did take a very long time. And I think that I would be leaps and bounds farther ahead if I had learned some of the hacks to investing in myself um, back then when I I was in the story that I was broke for so long. And I was like, oh, I I don't have any money. I can't spend any money on myself. And um, now that I you know, I changed all of that mindset and I started spending, even when I didn't have the money, I would spend it on myself and on my growth and on my transformation. And then I would literally watch myself actually transform and earn the money back so much more quickly because I'd become a more magnetic attractor to it. And also I believed in my capacity to wield it and I felt more worthy of it as well. But I think that it it's going to take a different amount of time for everybody, again, because it d- depends on how deeply rooted those beliefs are within you. Um, I remember taking out this credit card and being like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't have any money. How can I do this? This is crazy. And then I did these sessions and I got value and my mind started to change and my habits started to change. And then, like I said, within two months, I was so on fire and I, I had a girl who was just like, I want to work with you this is it. This is happening. I'm doing this. And I made that money back instantly. And it was so powerful to see the reflection from the universe directly of like, whoa, I spent $10,000. I made $10,000. Like I changed into someone within my own deep work. And now I'm helping change someone more. And so I just watched that really unfold. So if you can get support, if you can get over the stories that like you can't afford support, then you will be on the express lane. There's a lot of express lane practices, breath work, uh, spiritual medicine, you know, using psilocybin, 5-MeO-DMT, ayahuasca. Um, Now there's like so many beautiful things happening with ketamine therapy. I certainly, um, I had a lot of judgment around ketamine because I was just like, ew, what are people doing? Like snorting this disassociative powder up their noses. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, But I got approached by a company to do an experience with just sublingual lozenges. So you just put them in your mouth, you wear a blindfold and listen to a playlist and you do these beautiful therapeutic sessions. And it was incredible. My mind was blown how beautiful some of these very short 
but psychedelic experiences that I had were, um, you can use things like light therapy. If you're not comfortable with medicine, light therapy, biofeedback, there's so much incredible technology right now. That's, um, that is also supporting us in, in activating and awakening. That's my partner is a benevolent technologist. And so that's really part of his mission is helping to transform our relationship to technology from malevolent to benevolent. And so I think it really just depends on you, what, what you want, how hungry you are. You know, I was so hungry. I said yes to everything, but I didn't realize that I was actually starving myself by not believing that I could spend money. And so that was a huge change for me is like, once I invested in my growth in a way that was one of those actions of like, oh, I'm taking an action that's different than my belief. My belief is I do not have enough money. I cannot afford this, but I'm going to do it anyway and see what happens. And everything changed. Like it was, it was one of those miracles. And then I started having money miracles over and over and over again after that. And um, so I think it really just depends on you and what, what stories you want to get over. Like that last question, like what are the things that are most yeah, burdensome on your heart. And, and what do you want to do to transform them? And how willing are you to ch change your mind and your mindset to, to believe that you're capable of overcoming them? Yeah, because that's a big part of it is sort of being ready to take that first step and go on that journey. Because that's uh -huh. all in all related to that mindset is like, you have to be willing to be open. Yep, that's right. So speaking of, you talked about a lot of different therapies and uh, all of the things that you are certified in. I would love to ask you, I know that life is a little crazy right now because you do have your book coming out. So that means things are a little different, but uh, when things are a little more normal for you, what are some things that you do in your daily, weekly, monthly life um, as far as like your witchy practices or any sort of self-care? Do you do anything regularly to help yourself? <laughs> and I know you do a lot to help your clients, but to help yourself. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a deep yogi. Yoga was actually the practice that really got me into spirituality. Um, I started practicing in high school. So, um, and then really deeper when I was 19. So, so yoga practice is like so important for me. That's what I was doing this morning before I got started. Um, meditation rituals with my sisters, like even just, even just like time with my sisters is so important. Um, I do get body work every week with a Chinese medicine doctor who is, she does body work. So it's like a really deep massage of the fascia and then whatever acupuncture I need for the week, um, depending on like how my gut health, how my energy, how my, you know, sex drive, like whatever is kind of going on based on stress, she'll, she'll give me, um, an acupuncture session during the body work to amplify that. And then one of my greatest self-care practices is I take voice lessons and um, not just specifically for singing, but like, because I'm a speaker and it is so powerful and transformative. What happens for me in my voice lessons? Like we end up just channeling these songs about whatever my pain points are that week. Um, you know, last week was a, I had a really deep uh, expression for the cat sitter that lost my beloved familiar. Um, so that was like a really ragey, heavy metal type of like, fuck you kind of song, you know, but it's so healing. It's so transformative for me. Um, that's definitely one of the most important parts of my self-care. I do that every week. Um, it's really, really good for me. And when I was living in Boulder, me and my cats would take a walk every day up to the top of the mountain. Um, so nature is a really important part of that for me. I don't do a ton of like spell work, Personally, that's just not like the essence of my craft, 
but absolutely being aware of like I did a deep healing on the night of the Gemini full moon, um, really to like allow myself to be in the underworld because I had a lot of sadness around um, losing my cat and grieving and a lot of anger towards this person, like I said, and, um, and so my, my full moon ritual was just a healing session really was just like going all the way into the depths of my emotions and letting it all be there and letting it all be present and not running away and facing it head on. And, um, and, you know, letting that be the very Geminian, like, okay, I'm down in the depths of the underworld, but I can still hold the frequency and energy of Mount Olympus and the realms of the gods, even in the depths of my pain and darkness. And so, um, so yeah, it just looks really different all the time, but, but the body is such an important one for me having, uh, yeah, having a lot of tenderness and care and I'm really mindful about what I eat. And, um, so yeah, those are, those are sort of my main things, lots of dancing and, you know, good sex rituals with my man, like all the good stuff. <laughs> I love all of those. And it's always great to hear, especially when it doesn't include all of that sort of traditional spell work, because I know that that comes across a lot on social media as being like the main way that people practice or experience their witchcraft or spirituality. And I like when somebody has an answer that is not <laughs> spell work, just to like show totally. the variety of what's out there. Yeah. And like my girlfriends and I are going to get together and I'm, you know, my whole thing is about sustainability. So everything's secondhand. My girlfriends and I just did a clothing swap. We're about to do a little craft cookie night. So like make all different kinds of cookies and then make sustainable Ooh. crafts, like doing the dehydrated orange peel garlands and all of these fun things, you know? So like, that's a ritual to me. Just hanging out with so your sister is such a good ritual. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. <laughs> I want to do a night like that too. Not great at cookies, but maybe, maybe. <laughs> I do love the orange slices this time of year. They are fantastic. Right? Great craft. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here and just sharing your expertise and your story and uh, letting everybody know about your book that's coming out. I am very excited for it. Yes. Thank you so much, love. It's, it's such an amazing yeah, resource. It really is. That's what I wrote it for is for all of you, everyone listening, everyone who's on the path of the craft, you don't have to do it any certain way. You don't have to make it look like anybody on social media. I love all the witch porn, but like aesthetics are not my gift and my skill, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's so much more about how you feel and how you align with the archetype of the moon or of the energy that you're calling into your life. And that's really the basis of what intuition is all about. And again, it's out January 30th, and it's really an invitation for you to cultivate your own relationship to the craft, your own relationship to the divine, your own relationship to your internal and unique wisdom and guidance system and how it will truly show you, guide you, invite you into a deeper relationship with your personal power and magic. And, and that's really what I, it's what I needed, you know, because some of the some of the prescriptive ways of working with the craft, they just didn't work for me. They didn't make me feel welcome. And anytime anyone says, well, this way is the only way, then for me, I'm like, well, then it's not the way for me because I think that there are countless ways to climb up the mountain. Eagles are going to fly. Snakes are going to slither. Mountain goats are going to scale cliffs. Humans are going to take the paths. And, and we all have a unique path up the mountain. And that's what intuition is really all about is just helping support you on whatever your path looks like on feeling inspired and, and generating ritual or ceremony or magic in whatever way it feels right to you and, and allows you to work with your gifts and your strength and skill as well. 
I think that that will just be a beautiful resource. I know a lot of people have that same struggle of not feeling seen and not having the right resources. So having something like this, I think is going to be really helpful for a lot of people and a lot of listeners. So listeners, I will have everything linked in the show notes, everything that you could need, especially if you want to pre-order the book uh, that will be coming out in January. So thank you, Mia, for being here. That was a wonderful chat. And listeners, I will see you all next week. Blessed. Thanks so much, love. Yeah, and everybody, just Mia Magic, M-I-A-M-A-G-I-K. You can find me everywhere, Instagram, YouTube, and on my website. And again, the book is called Intuition, available everywhere books are sold. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.